Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 36 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and this is part two of my interview with Ricky Etridge and Ricky Logan of the Sandown Cobras and the Cobra Cast podcast. I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you've not listened to episode 35 yet, you're going to want to go back and listen to that one first, as this episode picks up right in the middle of our interview. There's a lot of fun things that are going to happen in this half of the interview. I hope that you enjoy them. So that that I'm going to jump ahead a question then, because it's something I did not necessarily know the answer to, but you you've answered. Not, do you both barrack for Essendon or? Um, no, just just at dogs. Just one of the okay the misguided individuals. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a, I'm Coming a, from I'm you, a Carlton buddy. supporter. You're a Carlton <laughs> supporter. Okay. Well, so yeah, you no, you you were misguided up until this year. Uh, let's just say I've been lost in the wilderness for a while, but, right. um, but you are, I'm you're starting to see the light. You know what? And as you should, because they've, they've been, they've been fun to watch this year. I think I've watched maybe five of their games so far this year. Um, I, yeah, as I almost, uh, almost didn't have a computer to edit on, uh, after last week's game. Cause I was watching the game on the computer while editing and with the last, did you pull a bit of a Morrish rifty? Oh, it was hard not to throw the hat at the computer, that's for sure. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I want, uh, a kick after the siren to lose a game yep. is not how you want to do no. it. Um, but like you said, at least the, the games have been exciting. And I think, I reckon at least three or four of the most exciting games of this season have, have involved Carlton. No, so, I, have, uh, I have to admit, I, I did tip Carlton to win that game last week. So I was, I was close. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, oh. it's that's a game where I, I hope... I hope that there were other, you know, because we're getting, we're now, well, I don't know what's going to happen now that baseball's starting back up, but at this point in time, we're getting six or seven of the nine games each week being played here in the United States. You know, I, I got to watch AFL apps. I can watch all of them, but for people who are just, just coming into the game, you know, having that exposure, you know, hopefully that's a game that people were watching because that was, that was one of the best games of any sport that I've watched in a long time. Yeah, and that's something, speaking to all these American clubs we've sort of expressed is that hopefully through, there's, you know, there can be some benefits through all this shutdown and stuff. And with, uh, you know, when we started early days, footy wasn't getting played at the time. And, and a lot of guys said, I hope that the AFL gets back to playing because we want it to be the only sport getting played at the time so that it is getting more exposure exactly. over in the US. So hopefully it does help grow the the Aussie rules game over in the U S and you know, when you got Pat McAfee getting behind it and helping spread it, hopefully they push it as well. Funny story about that because I, I don't know what happened. I, I listened to his podcast a few times and I've watched clips on YouTube and that sort of thing. And he's become a huge supporter of the game somehow. And I don't know how it happened, but some, and I, I don't think I've said an unkind word to anybody but somehow I got blocked on Twitter by his show yesterday. Oh, I have no, I have no I idea what the hell happened, but I got blocked on Twitter by the Pat McAfee show. I don't know what I did, uh, but it happened. And then today, if you go on YouTube, he had some professional wrestler on YouTube today that he angered. And the wrestler threw the microphone. He was sitting on the couch. I don't know if you've watched video of his show before. He, threw, he was sitting at the couch across from his desk, threw the microphone across the floor, and went up to his desk ready to beat him up. 
and I, I said, see what happens when I get blocked on your Twitter page? And somebody, <laughs> so I know I don't. I don't know I what happened. I did see you on Twitter yesterday being a bit like, what the fuck? I haven't, I haven't done yeah. anything wrong here. I, I didn't know. You know, I, you know, somebody had, somebody said, well, yeah, this is somebody you should have on your show. I, you know, that I, that, you know, that I should go on his show. I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm, uh, the analogy I used yesterday was that, you know, that I'm a, you know, if, if we're bodies of water, I'm, I'm the bottle of Pellegrino that the sailor is holding in his hand as he's as he's guiding his ship across the ocean. I'm a nobody when it comes to podcasts. Okay, he's got he's got an audience. I've got a few people tuning in to listen. So I mean, I, I'm yeah, not a threat or anything. But I just thought that was. I just figured since you brought that up, I I had to mention it because I thought it was thought it was really funny that it happened yesterday. Because yeah, I'm, I, was, I didn't know what I had done, and uh, well, uh, doesn't there matter. Are snowf- there are some snowflakes on Twitter, as you'd be be well aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people say you measure your success on how many haters you can get. So um, maybe you've gained some haters, and it's going to lead to more success. I've, I've been a teacher for twenty six years, so I'm better. Probably been very successful. Uh, so before we go ahead, Craig, you mentioned that you're you're a teacher now. Yeah. At the moment in Australia, Victoria, we're back into lockdown, which means remote learning. So Rifty is currently Mr. Logan to his children. You got any uh, advice for the the teacher at home? Uh, don't be, you know, I, one of the best pieces of advice is if there's anything you're not sure about, reach out to, reach out to the teachers, email them, you know, stay in touch with them. And, and if, if there's something you need clarification on in terms of how you want things done or the content that they're being presented, if you're not sure, ask them to clarify, you know, because it's, you know, I, it's a, uh, it's not an easy thing to do in terms of getting everybody online, you know, cause I, I had a total of about 90 students in my classes this year and I didn't, you know, sometimes I had a hard time tracking down some of my kids to get, get them online to hold a lesson online or to complete work that needed to be done. But, you know, don't be afraid to be the squeaky wheel. You know, if, if there's something that, you know, that, that you're, you feel is missing with your kids, don't be afraid to be the one that that is the, you know, the the parent that is reaching out to the teacher saying, "Hey, can you clarify this for for my son or daughter?" You know that, that that'd be about the best advice I could give. There you go, Rifty. Listen to him. Don't listen to me telling you just to Google shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've oh. had to Google a few times. It's helped. Well, that that's okay too. That works. That works. When, I... uh, when he's t- he's got a mass problem, and I'm like. He's only in grade five, mind you, and he's got a mass problem that I had no idea what the hell, how to solve this thing. So I'm like, stuff it, I'm going to Google it. And funnily enough, it was, as soon as I started typing it into Google, it was the top search. So I wasn't the only parent that had a, the same <laughs> problem with this this maths problem. So uh, I wasn't alone. And, and and do you understand it now? Uh, not at all, but... Okay. Again, <laughs> answer, so. <laughs> so that's a... Yeah, that uh, I'm. I'm not a math is not my strong point either. So there's there's a reason why I teach geography and government. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Teaching government over in those states that would not be something I'd be uh, wanting to do. You know, it is. It's interesting because as I, you know, I, I do my best to not have the kids have any idea where my views are because it's not my job to tell them what my views are. Yep. It's it's my, I I tell the kids in from day one, said my goal at the end of the year. I don't first of all I, don't, I said I don't care what your views are. 
but I want you to know why you believe that. I said, if you walk out of here at the end of the year and you have found something that you give a damn about, and you know why you give a damn about it, not just because, hey, the cute girl sitting in the class here or your parents told you this or your cousin told you this, but why do you believe this? Don't just say, well, it's because of what everybody else is doing. I want to know why you believe it. If, if that happens, then I feel like I've accomplished something. I don't care what yes. it is. I don't care if you're left, right, center. I, I just want you to know why you're that way. You know, don't be a sheep. Don't say, well, because all my friends are doing this. Figure out why you believe that. And then I'll feel like I like I've accomplished something, and that they've you know that they've got themselves on their way to becoming an active participant in our in our society. So if that happens, sounds, then I feel like some good things have happened. That sounds reasonable enough. Yeah, and that's uh, that's enough about me. Uh, yes. <laughs> so you you. you you said that while you guys were out doing your uh, your interviews uh, with these different clubs, you ran into a club uh, that was uh, talking about a mental health organization that they were involved in that they supported. You know, can you share with us what, what their message was and, and why that resonated with you? Yeah, so early days we reached out to a, company, a mental health organization in Australia called um, Outside the Locker Room, and they've, they're primary focus is on sporting clubs, men's mental health in sporting clubs, because as you'd be well aware, Craig, for a long time, uh, men's mental health is taboo, you know, don't mention it, toughen up, princess, you'll be fine, and that shift is starting to change now, so we figured with being in lockdown, you know, mental health is going to be quite a big thing at the moment with people struggling, not seeing their mates, not being able to leave the house, so we figured it would reach out to... Um, to Todd Morgan from outside the locker room and see if he would jump on our show to talk about mental health. And um, yeah, we had him on about episode eight because um, I mentioned there I'd been through uh, my fair whack of mental health battles in the previous couple of years. So to get him on, we sort of thought it was a good time for people to understand that people are going through this stuff and don't be ashamed to speak up. And if you are struggling, you know, speak to somebody, reach out to somebody um, because yeah, I mean, when you're locked in a house, you've got these people that live by themselves, you know, they're going to be struggling more than anybody because they don't have anybody to talk to. They're literally going to work, coming home, or no, you're working from home, for example. You've got no one to speak to. You, you got to go crazy. So we figured, you know, to get that message out about, you know, men, men's mental health and what you can help, what you can do to try and overcome it and help you out through this period would be a good idea. So that's why we sort of done that with um, OTLR. And at the end of every episode, we mentioned to go check them out and also give the, give the number for Beyond Blue and um, we've also got a psychologist as one of our sponsors for the club, so we mentioned them okay. as well. But yeah. we actually spoke to, um, was it Cardiff Panthers, Rifty? Yeah. yeah, so Cardiff Panthers was one of the clubs we spoke to very early, early. on. And okay. one of the th questions we were asking clubs was, you know, how is their committee structured? And he was just mentioning that on their committee they had a well-being officer. And we were like, okay, that's something we hadn't heard of and hadn't thought of ourselves. And we found it um, fascinating and we thought it was a great idea. And it, that sort of you know, helped us lead to you know, exploring the OTLR. And then sort of we'd already were in talks with um, getting a psychologist on board with our club. And we thought, well, let's, let's not just have them on as a sponsor that we just advertise. Let's try and get them involved at our club as a as that well-being officer as well so that's a big focus for us to try and, that's a that's uh, a great that's a great idea 
Yeah, and so yeah, shout outs to the Cardiff Panthers for leading the way with that. That's one of the one of the many lessons we've learnt from speaking to all these different clubs, and uh, we we found it great that they they were right at the forefront and really leading the way with something like that for their club. So yeah, that, yeah, you know, that's something that you learned from one of these other clubs that you were interviewing that that you know they they're thinking outside of the box, and it gave you guys you know. You know the proverbial light bulb going on off over your head to say, "Hey, we should try this as well." That's that's a great thing because you know, and I actually linked uh, last week in my show notes on the episode uh, the Beyond Blue, and there was one other one that I linked on there as well. And I can't, there's another one that is in Australia uh, that's similar to that. It wasn't the, the the locker room one I'd not heard of before, but there's one other one that's very similar to that. That lifeline. I, that yeah, that's what it um, was. Yeah, yeah with the. Uh... So, so we did make a bit of a, a bit of a blunder early days with that. Um, so in, in in Victoria we have the RACV. So they're your roadside assistance. So your car breaks down, you call RACV. And because the numbers for RACV and Lifeline are so similar, uh oh. <laughs> and because of the fact that RACV, the number for RACV is just shoved down your throat, eventually, effectively from the time that you can watch TV, radio. So for the first handful of episodes, Rifty's doing his outro saying ring Lifeline and 13 11 11. Um, just going about a business. And then we found out about four, or three weeks into it that we'll actually just uh, mental um, gymnastics. Was he, was, he, was, he was reading out the, uh, the RACV number, not the Lifeline number. <laughs> well, so that was you a, know, I'm, I'm going to make a terrible joke right now. Because you know somebody called that number and they said, "Oh, you're broke down on the side of the road." Oh, that's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said it. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's fine. There was um, Rifty made the joke that you know RACV will come and help you, yeah. and will support you just in a different you know different area. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, oh, so, we, so yeah, we that had, was. We had recorded this whole outro with giving out all these phone numbers and stuff, and then. When we re- we realised the number was wrong, we're like, "All right, we're gonna have to re-record it." And it was and it only sorry, it was probably... only until we sp- it was only until we sp- when we spoke to Todd Morgan and he's read out the Lifeline number, and we've looked at each other like, "That's not the right number." <laughs> and we, we jumped off the chat, had a look at it, and yeah, yeah continue your story. <laughs> yeah, so we had to try and re-record this outro with this, the new numbers, and it took us over an hour because Ed Dog just kept pissing himself laughing every time I went to say it. Um, so we've, he's just like, all right, just, just do it by yourself. I'm not going to get it. So I had to just record that. It, it got the, to the, the point audio. where we'll be doing this outro and I'll do my part and then I would have to literally just throw my headphones down and wheel off away so he couldn't see me because I was just, every time I just could not help but piss myself laughing at the fact that we had just wow. made a mistake that bad. That's, uh, that's not something you want to get wrong. So you've got the, the correct number in all the other episodes now. I yes. hope so. Okay. <laughs> we just okay. gave up trying to say it. We put it on as a picture, so the number's there. But uh, yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys somehow won a bunch of money for your club. How did you do that, and uh, what'd you end up using that for? Uh, well, we haven't spent any of it yet. But, oh, um, okay. <laughs> so uh, that's what we're telling so everybody. So We've already booked a. Yep, heading up to Gold Coast once all the teams leave. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We've already told our blokes that we've already got airfares to the International Cup when it comes around next next time (laughs) around. So that's why there's no money left there. (laughs) 
Um, but no, go ahead, yeah, Rick. You so can tell, tell us. TAC, which is uh, the Traffic Accident Commission in uh, Victoria, um, they do a lot of uh, you know promotional work and sort of sponsorships through uh, different grants and things. And um, our our league runs a TAC round the last couple of years that we've been a part of, and so that yeah they usually do these grants and they they try and get clubs to be very active in and promoting the the um you know towards zero goal of zero uh, road accidents um and obviously this year with sort of no footy actually getting played and stuff they they weren't doing those grants but we'd already been promoting the tac as part of you know it's part of our club we do that thing so we were promoting it with our podcast and then it came up that sen and uh, which is a radio station in Melbourne and mm-hmm. TAC were running a competition and and trying to you know clubs were to, to submit what they were doing through this time and um, Ed Dog put together a video of of what we were doing uh, with our podcast and all the clubs we were spoken to and and yeah we just happened to be the the lucky winners of the last round of it so we just snuck in we um, very cool. We, we sort of put together a, a video early on for the first week of it. It ran for four weeks, and um, we just... Ed Dog got on there and sort of did a, a spiel on all the things we've been doing, and he thought, mate, we've done enough. Everyone can go see on our Facebook how much we've done promoting TAC. And then the, the winner of that week had done this <laughs> amazing video with all this drone footage of their ground, and, and we're like, oh, well, we definitely had no chance of winning at that <laughs> round. The issue was yeah, was that it needed to be you couldn't go, you couldn't go for longer than a minute saying what you'd done and we're going well we actually can't put in everything we've done in less than a minute so that was one of the struggles that we had was that you know, we're trying to say what we've done in a, within a minute it was actually quite difficult. Yeah, you have when you have to edit it down. It's like when you're writing a you know if you're writing an essay or something for a uh, a scholarship for school or something where you have a you know 500 word limit. And you're having to figure out, well, which adjectives can I take out? Okay, I don't need to be quite so, you know, okay, I'm at 498. I'm all right now. It's, oh, uh, I never had any problems getting under the. <laughs> I had to add in a few ends and butts and stuff to get to the 500. Just <laughs> Okay. Well, well but, yeah, so five grand, like, so we're a club that's, you know, as Riff, you said, we're struggling for numbers and. We are in a very highly populated area of footy clubs and the demographic in our area is not exactly Australian rules friendly. So five grand to our club was, I think, was just incredible. And so that was sort of massive for us. When we won that, it was sort of like, all right, you know, a little bit of reward for the effort that we've put in over this period. As it should be, because that's, you know, that is, you know, you guys have have done a lot to, to, you know, one, to help your fellow Australians realize that, that there are people outside of Australia who have a passion for your game, but then it also lets those folks that you're talking to know that, you know what, people who have been part of this game for generations appreciate what it is that you are doing. So there, that's a, to me, that's a, that's a great service that you have done for the people in Australia, as well as for the, the folks that you've talked to overseas. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll be on chats or get off the recordings, and the clubs from overseas will you know, thank us so much for you know trying to exp- you know give them exposure and everything like that. And it's actually 
and we've joked a couple of times, it's, it's pretty cool to get that thanks, but we're getting more appreciation from these clubs than we're getting from people in our own backyard. So you know, we're just trying to help out, grow the game around the world any way we possibly can. And it's, you know, me and Rifty sitting in front of microphones in our garage, in our lounge rooms, talking to clubs in London, you know, to help grow the game all around the world. You know, we'll do that. Right, right. Yeah, so- it's, it's conversations that we would usually have sitting around a table at, at, um, at our footy club with our mates and stuff. We're just now getting to have those sort of conversations with clubs all around the world. So um, it, it, for us, it's just, it's it's nothing. It's like we're, we're just chatting to people and, and the appreciation we're getting is, is humbling and we're, you know, we, we didn't expect to speak to 50 clubs at all. Like we thought 20 would be amazing and 50 is just the tip of the iceberg now so so are you planning on listening or are you planning on talking to any additional clubs or have you kind of you know tapped out on that and said that we we've done as many as we need to no nah, so we've still got quite a few lined up so we okay uh, so we're recording you know sometimes well when we first started doing i think we recorded three in a weekend and it was like oh geez that's a that's a fair bit and then i think about three weeks later we banged about eight episodes in the space wow. for a whole weekend and so, because it was sort of like, all right, because we thought we're getting our footy back, playing. Right, right. Well, let's bang them out now while we can, because we should be back to playing footy. Uh, as I said, like my wife was giving birth, so like, you know, we want to make sure we've got plenty loaded so we can keep putting this out. So it's not, as we're calling them, a COVID podcast. You know, people stuck in COVID, put out a podcast, COVID disappears, they're then podcast disappears and they don't care anymore. So we're trying to bang them out as quick as possible. So we had them there. And so we've still got, yeah, so many more clubs that want to... um we're trying to work out times with and you know, moving forward, we're going to start doing actually even local footy clubs and local players from different parts of Australia. We're actually trying to line up and um, work out time with a Gaelic uh, Gaelic team in Australia that play out near our ground, that play okay. Gaelic, uh, Gaelic football and uh, hurling to try and find out what difficulties they face playing a non-native game in Australia, similar yeah. to what clubs around the world do. So... Yeah, we're definitely we want to try and make this an um an ongoing thing and not just uh, we've finished COVID, let's move on. So right, recording right. this one, we're actually tonight we're going live for our fiftieth episode. We've only been doing it since uh, end of April. Right. So yeah, you're, you guys we, are you guys have you know, sprinted past me. This is number number thirty five for me. So. It, it does help when you do a USAFL week and you put out seven episodes in seven days and. It's and that's the thing because we had so many recorded. It was sort of like okay, we need to work out a way to get these out because otherwise teams are going to be waiting six months to get them out. So I think at the right. moment we've still got teams that have been we recorded two and a half months ago that we're still waiting to put out because we just got that much lo- like locked and loaded. Well, and the best part about this is that now that they're all recorded, you've got that you know that easy excuse of saying hey, we just had a kid. You go ahead and do all of the editing and go ahead and publish them. <laughs> That, works that was my excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you guys uh, you guys sent me a couple questions to ask one another. And I, I've done this in a couple interviews in the past, and I thought this is a really kind of a fun way to wrap up an interview here. So I'm, I, I, I'm kind of have them where they're going to just alternate. Uh, so, um, Rifty, we're going to start with you. So the first question is for you because you're the president. Um so I was told to ask you about your recollection of, of a goal that uh, Etdog kicked uh, running down the wing when he came off of the bench. Because supposedly you two have a different uh, take on what happened. 
Yeah, so you'll get Ed Dog's take on it, I'm sure. But he says, I came running off the bench. The ball got kicked out to him on the wing. And then he's seen me come off the bench and I'm running along beside him as he's bouncing down the wing. And then I had to start slowing down because I was running too far ahead of him and I'm trying to shepherd for him. But in reality, I was not actually on the bench. I was the one that kicked the ball out to him from half back. So I kicked the ball out to him on the half, from half back out onto the wing and then ran on to shepherd for him and had to start slowing down because I was running too far ahead of him. Okay. Uh, so it's a little bit different to how he tells the story. Nah, you, you're full of shit, mate. You were on the bench. <laughs> you were on the bench. You also <laughs> like to tell people that I've never ventured into the wing in my life before that point in time, where at that time of the year I was up in the half forward flank and playing on the wing. But I've taken the mark on the wing. Ruth has come off the bench. I've taken three bounds. Admittedly, yes, Rifty did overtake me. I'll give him that. He was going, come on, that dog, keep going, keep going, keep going. But yeah, you didn't kick to me, mate. You were coming off the bench. You didn't run from 30 metres behind me and overtake me yeah. at all. That's can, I, can I ask you this? Did you win that game? Uh, yes. yes. I believe that's, we that's all that matters yeah, then. Our, you know, that's all that matters then. Win, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh... Mind you, I was actually um, coming to the bench when I got kicked the footy. And then by the time I'd taken me three bounces and kicked the goal, I was not running back to the bench because I was absolutely spent. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoy celebration, celebrating the goal, and I couldn't even celebrate that goal because I was just absolutely buggered from running that, <laughs> doing that run. So when you when you guys play on the on the local um, cricket uh, pitches, do you are they the sim are they similar in size in terms of the you know, the, the length and the width as you, know, as you would find at say the MCG or at at Marvel, or are they scaled down just a little bit? They're a little bit smaller. Okay. So, some can be fairly similar sizing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Our ground is on the smaller side. Okay. Our um, ground's probably but, a good yeah. size for local footy. Yeah. So okay. there's a couple grounds. I'd, I'd say Lyndhurst is probably on the biggest side. Um, but, yeah, there's there's grounds that would say oh, that, you know, it's it's MCG size. And, and if you know AFL grounds, that the MCG's quite a different size to... to GMHBA Stadium down in Geelong. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cat Marvel. supporter. I'm a cat supporter. I hear about that all the time. Oh, they can't win unless they're playing down in Geelong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, local footy is very much the same. But all, all the grounds are all sort of different shapes and sizes. Um, yeah, you get some try, built we, on tips. We try not to bitch about it too much now because when we have heard other stories around the world. Um, but, yeah, some of the grounds aren't aren't as nice as ours that's for sure but okay. ours, we're, we're sort of spoiled our ground is is holds up all year barely has a speck of dirt on it and you get you get other grounds that have you know their a turf wicket in the in the middle of the ground that becomes mud during the rain and then it dries out and becomes rock hard so yeah okay that dog this question is for you um can you explain to the listeners how the curse of the bear trap ended your 2019 season? <laughs> and I'm, right. I'm, so supposed we, to, I'm supposed to then ask you how many goals you had kicked so far that season and how many votes you got for those games. Uh, oh, don't he worry. Loves he he would have got to that. He would have got uh, to that. Anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, 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 thanks, Rifty. So we've got a bloke in our team called the Bear Trap. Um, Matt Joey, shout out to the Bear Trap. He was on the bench... So I played game and a half. So halfway through round two, I ruptured my Achilles. Oh, no. Um, 
round one, I'd kicked uh, six goals. And by halfway through the third quarter in round two, I'd already had seven. So I was on track for a you know, good start to the year, 13 goals in the space of a game and a half. And uh, at that point in time, the other full forward, Fattis, was on the sidelines with the bear trap. And the bear traps turned around to Fattis and going, mate, you're going to struggle to get back in this team without dogs playing. And about two minutes later, my Achilles decided that it was time to go. So I've blamed the bear trap for cursing me ever since that day. And with the votes, we went, I went into vote count going, all right, I played two games, kicked six goals and seven goals. I'm a shoe-in to get you know, at least 10 votes between these two games. So how our vote system works is three people do five, four, three, two, one. So you get a maximum of 15 votes a game. So I'm going two games, 13 goals. Yeah, I'll easily get at least 10 to 12 votes. I got, I think, two votes for two games of footy when I kicked 13 goals. <laughs> But mind you, in the league, I in the league I got best in ground in the day game I done my Achilles and couldn't even get two votes for our club. Well, would you would you have expected your teammates to do anything less? I mean, that's you know, it's kind of like uh, you know, I don't I don't know how much you know if you watch any baseball at all, but uh, you know, one of the traditions in Major League Baseball is that when a guy hits his first home run and he heads back to the dugout where his teammates are, that they all you know that they all just kind of intentionally ignore him for about 10 or 15 seconds, like he's not even there. Then they go over and congratulate him. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, so. so the worst thing about it, though, was because we had vote count day at the club room. So we had vote vote count day, and as I said, I was going in, yeah, he's going to get 10 votes. And then because I'd had a few beers before we started, for the rest of the day, it was, it, dog, how many votes you get? Just trying to you know, really stir me, you know, stir the pot and get me going because I wasn't happy about it. And I had a few beers. Was, so I was telling everybody that's a lot of shit. <laughs> safe to say he was filthy. He was absolutely filthy. He dirtied up big time and was not happy at all. But you know, guys had to remind him. Well, if you're not, if you don't walk off the ground after a game, I don't think you're going to get a vote. So, um, but here I was. My theory was I've almost I've been you know, almost stretched off the ground. You know, forefront of my mind that I'd kick seven. I would have thought everyone would have been like, yeah, dogs kick seven. And only played, a, you know, pretty much two quarters. That's worth votes, but apparently not. But we also have to mention that he wasn't happy with something else that day. Um, oh. There was he. He has a very set routine to his warm up for his goal kicking, and and what what put a hindrance to your set routine, Ed? Dog. Right, so before the games, I like to as a, as a full forward, I like to have my shots on goal before you know in our pre warm up and then our pre game warm up before we get going. So that's my routine. I have at least you know five six shots on goal. Get this you know shit kicks out of my system, and our good friend. Joshy Herford, Jorge, decided that he was going to leave the footballs at home that morning. So we actually didn't have any footballs uh. to warm up with. So I think I kicked four behinds before I kicked my first goal. And at um, quarter time, I gave Joshy Herford a massive what for. And it's your fault that, you know, we're not playing too good and I've kicked behinds. And, yeah, I blame Joshy Herford and the bear trap for my season being ended prematurely. Because if he hadn't got the footies, I would have been fine, I reckon. Yeah, he would have kicked 10 straight. Yeah. It wasn't for Jorge. Might have gotten a few more and, votes. And Jorge was actually and Jorge was actually one that bowled to me when I done my Achilles. So, yeah, <laughs> he had it out for me. Okay, well, Rifty, this is your second question. I have I have heard it from on good authority that you are a bit of a wine connoisseur. <laughs> and uh, is it true that all wine connoisseurs enjoy their red wine chilled? Uh, yeah, well, I think so. If you if you're <laughs> All right, so as one of the many roles I undertake as being, uh, last year I was I was a secretary, but I pretty much 
renting a joint. I was stocking the bar every every week and stuff. And I've been given a list of all the alcohol to buy. So I've bought all this alcohol and I'm stocking the fridge up. And I got these bottles of red wine. And I'm like, well, I guess people like it cold. <laughs> so I I put it in the fridge. I, I I don't know. I don't drink myself. I've never drank red wine in my life. Um, but I'm like, well, you drink grape juice from the fridge, so why wouldn't you drink wine from the fridge? <laughs> that, so, that, yeah, there's, some, there's some logic to that. Yeah, so I put it in the fridge and then got laughed at and got told later that you don't put it in the fridge. And I said, well, they're just fucking ungrateful for not wanting their wine chilled. So I said they can all and get stuffed. A, and, uh, we have a few blokes at our club that are wine consumers. Like, you know, they will sit there and... Uh, right into their wine. So when they found out the Rifty had put in the fridge, it was uh, it was, it was open season on Rifty that night at the club. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, th- there, there's like an alcohol theme coming on with the questions here. So, Et Dog, uh, what caused you to cut back on your beer intake while you're making the podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first night we recorded these, we were sitting away chatting, and I used to sit up next to my bar, so my fridge was right there. And so I was sitting there just having a couple of beers, a couple of beers, a couple of beers, and then not really paying attention to what was going on. And all of a sudden, we're doing a like a third interview for the night with our former president. And I've found myself staring at the screen, just staring at the distance, going, I should not be here. I've drank far too many beers to be interviewing somebody. <laughs> um, and then it wasn't until a rifty edit to that interview. And one of the questions was, what? Is your pre-game um, what was the question? Pre-game superstition. S- superstition, <laughs> and the question that came out of my mouth was, "What? You, what was it? Your pre-game suspicion? Suspicion." <laughs> <laughs> so that was the moment where I'm just like, "All right, I really need to stop drinking too much beer during um, these things." So you'll actually notice when we do these interviews because we will do them, you know, sometimes three to four in the night. Right. The first one, I'm, I'm. Good. I'm quite not not too loud. The second and third one, I become a bit more vocal, a bit more chatty. In the fourth one, I'm back to how I was in the first one. Just try not to stuff any words up. Trying to make sure I sound sober enough to be good. And um, yeah, oh. so that my fridge used to be away from this my desk, but now that I've got another fridge, it's now next to my desk. So Rift is a bit concerned now that that's going to happen again. <laughs> well, just just a bit of advice. You know, you don't necessarily have to release those episodes in the order that you recorded them. You could shuffle them around a bit. And that would <laughs> so that, yeah, well, that might throw people off a little bit. Going so, back and editing some I have, you know, there's there's times where I'm, I'm like All right, I'm just going to cut that question out cuz it didn't come out the way it's intended or <laughs> or whatnot. So yeah. There's been many times where I've gone to talk about something and because I can't find the right word I want to use I start rambling on and then I just go, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. They just move, ahead. <laughs> just move ahead. And the I, person's only staring back at me, going, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Yeah, no, I have I've that, had too many beers." <laughs> I have that issue with my uh, with my students because I tell I, I I tell my kids that I'm going to be honest with you. I said I'm terrible with names anymore. The kids I had in class over 20 years ago, I can remember their names. I can tell you where they sat. The kids I had in class last year, I'll see them in the hallway this year, and and I'm racking my brain trying to remember. You know, I know the name, I know the face, I could, you know, but I the name isn't just coming to me. So, and and I just I had a uh, sparkling water with natural essence lime in it while I've been talking to the two of you. So, but uh, Ed yeah. Dog's on the same things at the moment, I think. Yeah. yeah, I just had a 
Uh, was it like a lime mineral water with a vitamin C in it or a yep. multivitamin in it? So that's, that's what I had. I was, I, I was doing dry July. I started dry July and then when we found out that my daughter was coming 10 days early and we're being stuck in lockdown, dry July went out the window very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to sit in the house uh, when I can't leave and not enjoy a beer or celebrate the arrival of my daughter. So dry July went out the window very quickly. So are, are you a, are you a uh, diaper or a nappy expert now? Uh, I would say yes. Good, Maybe good. not an expert, but I had never... This being obviously been my first child, but I've never actually dealt with children before in my life. So the first nappy I changed, I had Kelly help me. And then I think about the second or third one, I'm like, I've got this, Kel. I've got it. Um, but dickhead me forgot to put the new nappy straight underneath the old nappy. So she pissed all over her change sheet. So I learned that, <laughs> I learned that very quickly. So but I'm, I'm getting better at it. I haven't done it after a couple of beers yet. So we'll see how that goes tonight. <laughs> Okay, I've got one more question for each of you. And, uh, Rifty, we're back to you again. I hear that you are an absolute legend when it comes to playing Madden. And, uh, yeah, well, and that you have, you have actually, you've actually got a, uh, an American football term named after you called the Rift Six. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Um, so we, the question started good, didn't it, Rift? <laughs> yeah, well, I am I'm a legend of the Cobra Bowl. I'm the, the only, I'm the reigning, defending, two-time champion of our Cobra Bowl, which is a tournament that we have between a fair few of us from the footy club and mates of ours. And give the boys a shout uh, out, Rift. Come on. Uh, they know who they are. They're all <laughs> losers. Can't win one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first the first tournament we played, I made it to the grand final. This this Cobra Bowl, and I was playing against our good friend Jorge, uh, Joshy um, yeah, Herford. You know, and I, can I stop you there for a second? Uh, yep. we, we call it the Super Bowl here, but go ahead and continue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm playing in the Super Bowl. I'm the Dallas Cowboys. He's uh, the Miami Dolphins. So. Um, I'm driving it down the field. I'm dominating him on, on, on offense here. I'm two yards out from scoring my first touchdown. Oh, this is easy. And I've thrown a pick, intercepted, and he's taken it all the way for a, a touchdown the other way. So I've done that once. That was the only time, then, mate. <laughs> yeah, so then um, next drive, I've obviously I've got the ball straight back because he's just scored. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing. I've driven it all the way, and um, yeah, here we go. I'm about to get it in the end zone, and I've done the exact same play, and he's done the exact same thing, and he's taken it all the way to the house, and that's when it became known as a rift six to, okay. to yeah get an interception touchdown. So anytime anyone gets a pick six, it's a rift six now. Well, I heard you did it three yeah. times. I thought you'd done it three times too. Are you you're selling yourself shorty, Rifty? Yeah. I th- Possibly did. <laughs> yeah, the third one was when the game was over. It didn't matter. Okay. Because so. this, this. But gets... speaking of the, speaking of the, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Brent. As I say, speaking of the um the Cobra Bowl, people aren't happy with Rifty because, as he mentioned before, he doesn't drink, and the Cobra Bowl is a big day of drinking beer at my house. So we normally start about ten o'clock, and the Cobra Bowl is normally about five o'clock. So. Uh, the excuses come flying from the people that lose the Cobra Bowl to him that are, it's, he's cheating, he doesn't drink, he needs to start drinking to the point where 
He played against our good friend Dicko, who's a Green Bay fan, so he's playing as the Pack, who's actually, I think, three-quarter time, he decided he had enough and quit. <laughs> yeah, well, I was up. I was up two scores, three-quarter time, and he basically threw his controller. I said, all right, well done. Um, I said, mate, you still got a whole quarter to go. So he picked his controller up. I scored on him again in about 30 seconds, and then he, he then did throw the controller, and, and that was it. So I ended up beating Mind him. Mind you, it took a good efficient. minute to work out how to pick the controller up with how drunk he was. Yeah, but they they keep bringing up this excuse, I don't drink. And there's another member of our, our Cobra Bowl team that, plays and he doesn't drink and it took he only finally won a game in his third tournament so um and i'm two-time champion so the just because you don't drink doesn't mean uh it's it's in it you're gonna win and the most because go ahead the most pissed off person um about him winning back-to-back was actually his missus <laughs> yeah yeah his, his missus like was not happy with this for letting him win explain it explain that one to me how did that oh, happen? She just doesn't like the big. Uh, we got a big, quite a, quite a large we're three, we're three size trophy. That's yeah. So it's it sits atop my desk, and she hates looking at it. So oh, okay, okay. She was quite disappointed that no one could take it from me, but mate, I went undefeated and destroyed it. And I'm I'm going back for a three peat once we can get back to it. Okay, well, the last question I have, Et Dog, this is for you, and I have a feeling there, there's a story here. Um, supposedly, you owe Rifty a new pair of Nike Air Max. Uh, the world wa- the world wants to know what you do to the old pair, and when do you think you're going to get around to replacing them for him? Uh, uh, yes, there, there is a story to this one. But I'm not going to give the whole story because uh, it's quite in it's quite embarrassing. But um, I'll give my best recount. So. Um, we have footy trip. So last year we went on a footy trip. We went on the Cobra cruise. So we went on a cru- uh, flew up to Sydney and took a two day cruise back down to um, Melbourne. Myself and Rifty were on the sa- in the same room. Um, I'd been drinking since let's say four thirty five a.m. Friday morning. I think we got to bed at about four a.m. Saturday morning. So it was a decent day of drinking. Um, I I found myself sleepwalking in the middle of the night in our room. Um, I may have took the wrong turn to the toilet. And yeah, safe to say that his shoes got a little bit, uh, bit, of, bit wet um, and it wasn't from being thrown overboard. I was just wondering that, okay. Um, uh... Yeah, so I, yeah, I took the wrong turn and woke up to Rifty screaming at me, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> and I, um, as I said, I was quite intoxicated. So I'm just like, I don't, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, the next morning I sort of we realized what had happened and then they yeah, went, was, then they went overboard. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I done the right thing and I brought them home and washed them and everything like that and got the covid off and being on a cruise, so <laughs> Okay, that's uh Wow. So, yeah, so uh So Go ahead. We'd actually we 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 had a a massive night that night and we all ended up the whole lot of us in the pool at about three o'clock in the morning um so we're all walking back to our rooms we're all dripping wet and i've just thrown my clothes down on the ground and i had my bag of all my dry clothes so where ed dog has has walked into a wall hit the wall and just started pissing was just over my clothes and so i've woken up to i hear this banging and clanging i wake up and ed dog's a, a 
a bald man. Be... He has, uh, so I'm on the top bunk, and all I see is this bald head up against the wall, and then I just hear the sound of piss. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, no. It's... What? What? I go, mate, there's my clothes are there. And he looks down, and he goes, no, no, it's all right. I'm missing him. I go, you're still pissing in the corner. You're not. It's not a toilet. He's no, no, no. It's all right. I'm missing him. That is. And I'm just. It, it, was, oh, a, it I, was a split. It was a split second of me going, oh, no, I'm missing him. Well, and, and <laughs> Once it, I realized what I was doing. And at 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 that point in time, it's not like you're going to shut the valve off and find the right location. As, as uh, I said we'll to me, should just be. As I said to me, should just be thankful he was on the top bunk and not me. <laughs> what? Yeah. You could have just yeah. yeah. You could have just stayed in bed. Yeah, that would have. Uh... Oh boy, that's. Uh... But then, uh, so, so it's now become a bit of a rotten joke. We had a Bucks weekend uh, up in the country a couple of weeks ago. Oh no, about a couple of months ago now. And I've got there, and Rifty was out doing something. So I've uh, walked to his room, sent a Snapchat of my, uh, my you know, looking like I'm hanging a piss, being like, "Thanks for your shoes, Rifty." And. <laughs> So it's become a bit of a running joke since then, where people send a Snapchat to Rifty standing over his shoes, acting like they're hanging a piss. Yeah, so safe so, to say, so I, other, I slept in my shoes the next night. Other people are doing that now too, so they're in on this joke. This is, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. Well, it, and and that's not malicious. So that's something you you should you know, yeah. As as a good group of friends, you have to you know, that's the kind of thing where you're gonna you're gonna give each other a hard time about, and it's but that's a that's a hilarious story. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, as we were leaving our room, after, so the next morning, he's, he's inspected all my clothes and he's found the wet clothes on the ground that were from the swimming pool. But he thought that was piss and he, so he smelled it. I was like, oh, that. shit. No, no, it's safe, it's safe. So my shoes were the only one that copped a bit of collateral damage. But as we're leaving our room, Ed Dog says, all right, nobody needs to hear this story. As soon as we get out to all our other mates, there's 20 of us on the cruise. I'm like, Ed Dog pissed on my shoe. <laughs> so we start telling everyone. So the, the joke's almost become Rifty's fault for leaving his shoes out. I've almost actually got away with this, being like, oh, Ed Dog pissed in shoes. Bloody hell, Rifty, you shouldn't be letting people piss in your shoes. <laughs> well. So the next night, I um, I think the next night I woke up, went to the toilet, and I think I've walked back. I've gone, Rifty, where are your shoes? I need to go for a piss. <laughs> Did you have more than one pair of shoes with you? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Okay. So D- did you get to wear? One pe- did you wear his the rest of the weekend? No, I had to borrow another mate's because one of the things we had booked in for both nights was a, a fine dining. So, oh, yeah. I, I the only p- other pair of footwear I had was thongs, um, and yeah, so I had to borrow a pair of shoes just to get into the fine dining. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to eat dinner that night. <laughs> yeah, and I don't and, know, mate. If they let Chipper into fine dining, I think you'd be fine. <laughs> I'd, and I and I'll be honest, that dog. I don't think I would have trusted you to bring me back a, a doggy bag with dinner in it after that. <laughs> 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 to find somebody to go ahead and uh, go ahead and taste test it for you yet and just check it for any. Actually, later later that second night. So again, I sort of had a fair few you know, cocktails and beers that night and was a bit tired. So I'm like about eleven or ten thirty like now. I'm done. I'm going back to the room. I was a little bit hungry, so I've actually ordered some room service. So these boys didn't realize you could actually get room service for free on the boat. So <laughs> Rifty's walked in about 10, 30, 11 o'clock because I'm sitting there just chowing down a cheeseburger and some chips going, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he, was, he was very confused. 
Well, that's yeah. I, yeah, we did a uh, we did a cruise with like ten of us from our family uh, about five years ago. We went up to uh, up to Alaska, and uh, you know, so that was that was fun. Of course, I I didn't really want to go on a cruise because I was in, I was in the Navy and I I lived on couple different aircraft carriers for over two years of my life and i thought you know i've done enough cruising but i had a good time so i would probably go again if, hey, if i was uh, invited we spent two days on a ship and the sea legs i had afterwards uh, uh i was in the shower the next day trying to and i'm i was still dizzy i'm still swaying about i don't know how you would have gone with two years on a ship then going back on the land that would have well you yeah. have to keep in mind you know an aircraft carrier is over eleven hundred feet long. You know, just 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 a ship weighs eighty five thousand tons. And that's that's before you put a you know a a plane or a a person on yeah. it. So it does it doesn't move a whole lot. Oh, okay. Yeah my my son is my son's an officer on a destroyer, which is about a four hundred foot ship, and he said those move all over the place. But yeah, we, we didn't move much. So, well, gentlemen, is there any, anything else you wanted to get into here? Because we, we covered quite a bit. This is probably going to end up getting split into two different episodes because uh, I, if, have you looked at the clock to see how long we've been on? Yeah, I've just seen what yeah. the time is. Yeah, 97 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so, so, so what that comes down, that comes down to the fact that we haven't actually recorded the podcast for a while. So yeah. It's been a while since we've actually you know, we've spoken to each other, so we're just happy to be hearing people's voices for once, not our our families. But um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else to get into. Just okay. sort of, you know, you head across to the you know the Sandown Cobras Football Netball Club page on Facebook and give us a follow and a like and Instagram Sandown Cobras FNC. Um, so like our video, our podcast, the Cobracast goes up on our Facebook page. Um, you know, go to Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean for the audio yep. version. You know, give us a, you know, give us a subscribe and have a listen to. Um, so, you know, tonight recording this, we've got our fiftieth episode coming up. So, we've, you know, quite a lot of content there to listen back to and you know, see if you can pick out which episodes I've had far too many beers for. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I will definitely link to all of those things in the show notes. So, people, if you want to check those out, um, you can definitely do that. Um, Rifty, is anything you wanted to close with, sir? Uh, uh, thanks for inviting us on your podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. And, Absolutely. Yeah, go go Absolutely. check out ours. Um, yeah, but we're, like we've said many times, we've just le- loved learning about the, the game, getting played all around the world. And um, if anyone listening to your podcast wants to share their story with us, uh, reach out to us and we're, we're sure to get you on at some point. Yeah, absolutely. By all means, reach out to these gentlemen. They've been very receptive now. I think Rifty's going to have a little bit more free time than uh, than that dog will right now because his days are going to be a lot busier uh, coming up here. Well, they're already busy now, uh, but <laughs> but once yeah, once you get once you get the hang of it, it's 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 uh, you'll be just fine. It'll be it'll be a piece of cake in about six months. It'll just be you'll have no problems at all. Uh, <laughs> really, I. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope so. I, mean, I don't. I doubt it, but. No, but thanks for having us, mate. We really appreciate it. I um, think we might have to get you on to our show and you know, uh, tell your great. story of how you come across Aussie Rules and everything be great, across yeah. there. Because I think, you know, I've, I've listened to your uh, episode one, so I sort of know how you come across footy and how you come across Geelong. But I think it'd be you know, interesting to have someone on our show that's 
not involved with a local footy club across in America, but has a you know a love of this love of the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. Yep. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here then, and, and I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Ricky Etridge and Ricky Lo- Logan of the Sandtown Cobras Football Netball Clubs and the CobraCast podcast with the Prez and the VP. Gents, I want to thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to sit down and talk. I truly appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, had a lot of laughs. Um, hopefully those of you listening have enjoyed this as well. Et Dog, congratulations to you on the new addition to your family. It's it's You're going to love it. It's it's a great thing. Thank it, you. It's absolutely a great thing. Uh, thanks for having us, mate. You bet. Thanks, Mike. You bet. I'd like to thank my guests, Ricky Etridge and Ricky Logan of the Sandown Cobras Football Netball Clubs and the CobraCast podcast with the Prez and the VP for being my guests in this two-part episode. Gentlemen. Thanks so very much for taking time out of your busy days to sit down and chat. I truly appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, as I've mentioned, one of the goals I'm trying to achieve here is to set up a mailing list, and I'll just toss this out here really quickly. If you're interested in signing up for that, I do have the link for that on the uh, show notes. You can just click on the information button on your podcast host. There's also links to all of the different uh, agencies and that sort of thing that we brought up during the course of the discussion today, in, including where you can go ahead and pick up a new pair of Nike Air Maxes if you choose to do so. So there's some, uh, some good styles there. So Rifty, go ahead and choose wisely. You're going to find a pair that you like. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that you can also find episodes of this podcast at a yank on the footy.podbean.com and you can also locate it on your favorite podcast provider. So if you want to share that with your friends, I'd greatly appreciate it. Remember you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com and on Twitter at yank underscore on. And I'm also on Instagram and on Facebook at a yank on the footy. Would love to hear from you. You can leave uh, comments on the Podbean app as well. And if you would like to leave a review on the Apple Podcast page, I would love to hear what you think of the show. Before I wrap up, I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of a couple of pieces of his music. I'm using uh, the pieces called Elevation and Backplate. Mr. McDade has created some fantastic music. You can reach him at josephmcdade.com music. You can also find him on Spotify as well. Mr. McDade, thank you very much. Those of you who are listening in Victoria, I want you to know that we're thinking about you. The COVID-19 virus has reared its ugly head again, and I hope that your state is able to get this thing under control to allow you to get back and lead the lives that you want to be leading. Because I know that kind of being stuck at home and locked down is not a whole lot of fun. But uh, we are thinking about you. And those of you who are listening in the United States and in Canada, don't forget that there are lots of games that are being played on ESPN2 or ESPN3 or Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2 or I believe TSN in Canada. And yeah, they're played at some strange hours if you're not uh, accustomed to 
getting up or staying up to watch those games. You know, I was up this morning to watch the uh, GWS and Richmond game. I'm doing this uh, closing the morning after my interview that I conducted here. But keep in mind that Australian rules football, it's why they invented the DVR. And again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. I hope you'll consider sharing it with your friends and family. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode 36 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. I appreciate you stopping by to listen. And if you'd share it with your friends and family, I'd truly appreciate it. Have a wonderful day, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, goodbye.